Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Persis Poku. On our topic for today, we wanted to continue our discussion on raising up godly children in the 21st century. Raising up godly children in the 21st century. And from our previous episode, we talked about uh, the Bible's mandate to all parents that we are to raise up our children in the way of their mouth. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. So in essence, uh, scriptures is telling us as parents, as guardians, that we are to um, groom and train up and disciple our children from what's right and wrong, especially um, in the right way, in the admonition of the Lord. So when they get older, those things will be in them. And when it's ingrained in them, they won't depart from it, not just emotionally, uh, psychologically, but totally, right? Physical as well as the metaphysical, uh, to make sure that our children uh, are placed in a position where once the emotional is not as high, they'll be able to depend on their reasoning. They'll be able to depend on their logic. And not logic alone. They, they both work together. God made us emotive as well as intellectual. Uh, in many churches uh, that I've witnessed, we do a very good job of the emotive. The, uh, the Sunday uh, worship service, the, the music, the sermons, uh, many of them stir us up. And once we leave, once that emotional high has dissipated, uh, we don't have anything else to depend on. Uh, so it's important that we not just deal with the emotive, but we also deal with the intellect. And for our children today, uh, there are so many competing ideologies in regards to Christianity uh, that we need to make sure that intellectually they are prepared to face the onslaught of attacks against their faith, against Christ, against the Bible, against the, uh, salvation, against gender. Uh, we need to make sure that our children are, are properly trained. Uh, we, we, it's not a good thing to just send your child out um, to school campuses or even in the community without them uh, being trained in how to articulate as well as defend their Christian faith. So on the last episode, we introduced uh, some arguments uh, that you can uh, share with your children, and your children should be able to um, digest it and um, share it with, with their friends, share it with your teachers. Uh, but th- these things uh, we thought was um, pivotal, was uh, promising in, in regards to them better understanding that we do uh, have a God who loves us and that that God exists. 
So we introduced the argument of nature, especially the wind. Jesus even used the analogy of the wind. Uh, you feel the wind, uh, but you don't know where it's coming from. Uh, as, as he's uh, relating to uh, the future and, and things that are uh, coming and not being able to uh, fully, specifically determine the day and the time that these events will occur. So with the same uh, object of the wind, the argument was if a wind blows down a tree, we see the effects. The wind blew it down, but nobody saw the wind. But we see the effect in the same way. We are the, the effects of God. God, we are here. And to say that we just uh, got here by accident, uh, which is the claim of uh, evolution, uh, is false. When you look at the specificity of our creation, when you look at um, the organization of nature, it is not by accident. Everything is in its proper order. And so when you look at it objectively, we are the effects. We got here not by primordial soup, meaning the ocean, uh, where they claim uh, that all of this organization came out of uh, chaos. It makes no sense. Uh, We're here because of our God and his handiwork in our lives. That's why we're here, not because of uh, evolution, not because of, of, of uh, accident, but we're here because God uh, intentionally created us in his image. And then the argument uh, that we used after nature was the solar system, the solar system. So another way for us to know God exists is to look at uh, uh, nature in terms of the cosmos, uh, God created the whole universe. Astrologers who study the solar system have discovered that our earth is placed in the most perfect position. So if we were uh, too close to the sun, we would burn up. If we were too far away, we would freeze to death. So God has positioned us perfectly in this ecosystem that we're in that we may in, uh, live and have communion with him. Then we use the argument of our DNA. Um, and we talked about the DNA codes within our body. Every human has about 6 billion DNAs in their body. These codes tell your body exactly what it needs to do. So, for example, DNA carries the information that tells your body what color your eyes will be and how the organs in your body work. So it's almost like a computer program that tells your body what to do. And the one that placed the genetic coding in your body is God. Your body is so complex that these uh, DNA uh, codes have been written by God himself. God is the biological programmer, the one that put those codes in your body that tells you what color your hair will be, that tells you what color your eyes will be, that, tell, that tells your body how long it will grow and things of that nature. So it's important that we don't overlook the reality of what God has done. Um, when we look closely at nature, we're still discovering things. We are still discovering things that God had already put here on this earth a long time ago when he created the universe. So 
when you look at it objectively again, uh, God, his handprint, his fingerprints, his handiwork is all over it. Then when, even when we look at food, um, the food that our, many of our children like to eat, God uh, made it. He made both uh, the apples and grapes, as an example, that you, we used to make juices, all liquid food. Uh, is, is made with water, and, and the water came from God. Um, um, no human being created water. water. Water was already here uh, when we were all born. God is the one uh, who made the water for us, who divided the seas, who divided the ocean. God, God is the one that's responsible. So when we talk to our kids, these are examples that we can use with them. These are examples that we can bring up. That God is the architect. God is the creator. Think about it. We see the effects of God in our life every day. He loves us so much. He created the food that we needed to survive. Then we look at archaeology. And archaeologists archaeologists are people who study things in the past. They also find things from a long time ago. So since they dig up things from the past, at times, they find things that the Bible has already talked about. Some of the things archaeologists have discovered uh, at this point are things such as Jacob's well that the Bible talks about um, when Jesus, uh, as an example, is talking to the Samaritan woman in John 4. Hezekiah's tunnel is there that the Bible talks about. The sheep gate is there from John 5. And Golgotha, the place where Christ was crucified, is, uh, has also been um, unearthed. Or discovered. Archaeology helps us to prove what the Bible has already uh, talked about. So if the Bible is true, then God himself must be real because God is the writer or the author, rather, of the scriptures. So again, it is it, very important that we impart to our children these undeniable facts. The world... Um, is often against our faith because many of us don't have the proper information to respond. And yes, we do need to respond. Uh, I realize that there are many Christians who are against uh, Christian apologetics, but just because uh, an individual have a bias against Christian apologetics doesn't mean that God doesn't endorse it. And I can say with certainty 100% certainty that God is the one behind Christian apologetics. And for those of you that may not know what that means, that basically means that uh, 1 Peter 3.15 is being actualized. So 1 Peter 3.15 tells us, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give each man or woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within you and to do it with gentleness and respect. So we as Christians, we have to be ready to give each man, each woman, each boy, each boy, each girl an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within us and to do it with a gentleness and respect, a reason for the hope that lies within us. Why do you do the things that you do? And this, these are things we need to share with our children. Why do you go to church on Sundays? Why do you go to Bible study on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays? Why? Why? Why is that important? Why do you pray all the time? Instead of cursing, why do you pray uh, all the time? Instead of uh, getting angry and sinning, why do you uh, get angry but then give it over to the Lord? 
these are things we need to share with people. That's giving your apologia. So you don't have to have um, a, a, a degree in multiple theological disciplines, but you should be able to give the why of what you do, of, of, of why you do the things you do for Christ. And these are things that our neighbors need to hear. These are things that our own family members need to hear because in sharing the why, it gives people hope. Then Jesus, we talked about archaeology. We talked about the food example. We talked about DNA. Uh, we talked about the solar system. Then we talked about nature. But yet, um, we haven't talked about the one who's responsible for all of this, according to Colossians. Our Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one, uh, the Kyrios, this Jesus, the Alpha and Omega. The best evidence for God's existence is found in Christ. If Jesus came down to earth, then God must exist. Um, we talk about Christ all the time, and I refuse to let people uh, not uh, deal with the historicity of Jesus Christ. If Jesus came in time, which he did, if the words he said were true, which they are, if he died, rose up on the third day in physical form with a glorified body, if those things happen, then everything we believe in terms of Scripture has to be true, and it is. So when people talk about the mythology of Christianity, when they talk about the non-existence of God, when people talk about Jesus not being the Messiah, they are wrong because they have to deal with the Jesus that came. The Jesus that came, uh, many believed, others did not. Many believed in him as the son of man. Many believed in him as Lord and Savior. Many believed, but some did not. And for those, those of us who believed, we have access to uh, eternal salvation. We have access to being influenced by the Holy Spirit. And so because Jesus came, everything in this world changed. The devil had a hold on humanity. But when Jesus came, he came and set the captives free. And he came to liberate us that we should no longer be enslaved to the flesh. And that's who Jesus is. So when we talk about all those other arguments, the greatest argument in, in our existence is Jesus Christ. He is the deal breaker. Jesus came into the annals of history. Jesus, who is the direct reflection of God the Father, he came um, to save us. He came to show us God's will. And so now, uh, if there's a child that uh, is dealing with difficulties, we can offer him Jesus. We can offer her Jesus because Jesus is still alive. Our Savior is not dead. Our Savior is still alive. And our children need to hear that. Our children need to know that if they feel abandoned, Jesus is there waiting to uh, help them. If our children feel um, uh, a sense of loss, Jesus is there to help them. If our children feel inadequate, Jesus is there to help them. If our children um, are feeling uh, a, a sense of despair, 
Jesus is there to help them. If they want to know who they are in terms of their purpose, Jesus is there to help them. If they're trying to figure, uh, uh, figure out what this life is about in terms of their sexuality, that's, who, that's why Jesus came. Jesus came to set things in order and tell us what a man is, what a woman is, how we should love and who we should love. Jesus is there to help us. And through Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, we're able to do things that we could not do on our own. And that's what God is, uh, offers us. He offers us help. He offers us direction. He offers, uh, offers us eternal security. God is there to help us through Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Then when we look at salvation, um, we need to make sure that we've extended salvation to our children. We need to make sure that they fully understand what it means to be saved. We need to understand, uh, or, or we need to share rather, uh, what Paul tells us in Romans, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believing in thy heart that God raised him from the, de- from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Uh, and then Paul says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so once we disciple our children correctly, uh, properly explaining to them the, uh, the theology of the scriptures, uh, living it out at home and them seeing us uh, believing in Christ and actually allowing the Holy Ghost to influence us, that has more impact than just telling them uh, to live a certain way, but yet we're not living a certain way. So we... Uh, have the most influence on our children uh, than anybody else outside of, of our home. So if, if we're going to talk about Christ, then we have to live out the credos of Christ. If we're going to offer Christ, we need to live out the creeds of the scriptures. If we're going to talk about uh, have faith in God, then our children need to have us have faith in God. They need to see us uh, walking out um, in faith. They need to see us trust in God. So since we are the models that they're going to be looking at, we have a huge responsibility. But if we are living for Christ, they can see the authenticity of the Christian life. That sometimes uh, we, do, we do make mistakes. Sometimes we do fall. Uh, sometimes we do transgress. But they also see God modeled in us and that God is a forgiving God, that when we confess our faults, he's able to forgive us of our wrongs. So we need to uh, display to our children the transparency and authenticity of the Christian life. And that's what God expects from us, is to walk in him circumspectly and to live each day according to his precepts. And I'm not asking anyone to become a great theologian, but God is calling all of us to be uh, uh, bearers of the light. We're not producers of the light. We are bearers of his light, meaning that we are allowing the light of God to shine through us by the way we walk, by the way we talk, by the way we pray, by the way we forgive, by the way that we encourage. Others are able to see the light of Jesus shining through us. Now, today's episode was intentionally selected in terms of a topic uh, 
to point us to a great event that's coming up on May the 8th. May the 8th, 2021. We invite you, we invite all Christian youth, sixth grade through college, to the 2021 Christian Students Apologetics Boot Camp or Faith and Science Workshop. And on this day, from 9 to 11 a.m., we're going to train all of our youth that are in attendance, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, 10th, 11th, 12th, college, and then we'll have an adult track. And each grade level will have its own subject matter. We will deal with subjects such as cosmology, uh, the existence of God, or proving that God exists through cosmology, through astrology, uh, introduction to Christian apologetics, uh, evidence for God through uh, biblical archaeology, as I said before, uh, for our college students, uh, dealing with how God gave us logic and how you can use it in your everyday life and even on school campuses. For our parents, how to raise up or how to mentor uh, our Christian youth in the 21st century. So we ask that you go to abcsac.org, abcsac.org, and you can get more information and you can register. So we encourage all of you to uh, really participate. Uh, we're living in times where we can't, uh, uh, we can't afford to just sit back and watch many of our kids be led astray, especially when they get into uh, school campuses and, and, and into the college uh, uh, campuses. Uh, the, uh, this boot camp was uh, brought about because many parents contacted us and were looking for resources because uh, many of their youth were being intimidated or treated unfairly by their teachers and professors. Uh, there's even one youth um, who was uh, being intimidated by the teacher uh, during their, uh, his own break during recess on their own time. They were reading the Bible, and uh, the teacher told this youth that they couldn't read the Bible on their own time, not in the classroom, uh, not in any organized uh, program at the school. Uh, they just, on their own time, recess, reading their Bible, and the teacher uh, attempted to stop that child from reading their Bible. And once uh, 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 officials got involved, um, they revealed that that wasn't the school's policy. On your own time, you can read your Bible. But these, that's just one example. And another child uh, wanted to play their Christian music uh, for a talent show, and the school told them they couldn't. But once officials got involved, uh, th their attorneys, uh, it, it was shown that that too was not the case. Uh, there are people in high places that have a natural bias against Christ and the church. So we as Christians need to know our rights. We as Christians need to be able to stand up for Jesus and, and, and stand up in a way that they understand uh, that we're not going anywhere, uh, that we offer uh, the light, that we offer the good news, and that God loves them even if they don't see it themselves. So please uh, go to abcsac.org, sign up your grandchildren, sign yourself up, sign up your great-grandchildren, sign up your, ch your children, sixth grade through college, and even the, uh, the adult track. We'll be looking for you, and we want to 
uh, uh, make sure that you are in attendance. And we will be practicing safe distancing. So please sign up for the Apologetics Boot Camp. And remember, do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take or art to make or perhaps businesses to build, It's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. If you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform today or lifeaudio.com.